Welcome to Obstacles Under the Surface with Katie Wenger, where I will take a deeper dive into finding and healing what navigates your life. In this opening episode, we will look at how to find what is impacting you and explore that. Unconscious habits can be happening and affecting how you feel and react. It can be very difficult to become aware because they have been present for so long and are part of your psyche. How do you prioritize your emotional needs? Taking care of yourself allows you to take the best care of your family and all of your relationships. And that's why we go on this journey. Therapy can be very helpful. I recommend it if you feel like having that one-on-one exploration with a professional would be helpful for you and what you need. But hopefully in this podcast, I can educate you based on my career. And that's what I do. I'm a psychotherapist. I work with people's mental health and individuals and couples. And for you to have a greater understanding of what's happening within you and be able to have that awareness when things are happening in the moment and then make choices to react, think, and conduct your life in a different way can lead you to greater happiness and peace which is what I want for you. We often feel guilty or selfish for taking the time or energy to keep ourselves in a happy, healthy, and peaceful place. Common obstacles will be highlighted in future episodes. There is a mindset that can be created to manage these obstacles and detailing that for yourself and following that Taking a look at that every day can have a huge impact on your life. My name is Katie. I am a mother. I am an advocate. I am a therapist. And I am myself. I work on myself on a daily basis as well. Therapists are not excluded from that. There are things in our past or current life that we need to keep on top of and we need to make sure our awareness is keen. And some of the things that I do on a daily basis to help take care of myself include things like journaling, meditation, making sure to get outside, exercise, and probably most important for me is taking quiet time to reflect not only on my day, but on myself, what I need, what I want out of life, and how perhaps I've made choices in the past that didn't fulfill those needs and wants, and how can I do that differently? I've been practicing psychotherapy for over 18 years now. I educate clients nationwide through my company, Higher Fulfillment, Some of the materials that I offer include courses for individuals and couples, webinars, consultations. I have an affirmation book, and my book, Obstacles Under the Surface, 
is coming out in April of this year, 2023. I experienced an early interest in the field of psychology after engaging in a high school course on the subject. And I tell you some of these things about myself because I want you to feel like you know me a little bit to some extent and know where I'm coming from and understand how I got to the place where I have the information to provide to you that I do and I explore the topics that I do and what interests me and also what I see my clients needing the most. So after this engaging high school course in psychology, I followed that interest to a psychology degree and then a minor in human development and family studies. And I knew that I wanted to focus my passion on developing a career in therapy. I then received my master's degree and learned a broader perspective of the human experience and needs of individuals, couples, families, and how to best support them. Shortly after that, I earned my clinical license and I began working in the field of individual and couples therapy. I feel fulfilled today because I feel like I have been helping individuals heal and grow ever since. And that's what motivates me at work. That's what keeps me excited about the work that I do and learning more and taking the time to get to know each of my clients and see their needs as very specific and look for creative and out of the box, I call it, options for them to live their best life and to be the happiest that they can be, process anxiety as it comes up, and really be able to know themselves well. So many people fulfill many roles in their life, whether it's a career or being a parent or being a child of an adult parent. And that includes, you know, that extends to your extended family what role do you play within your community? What are your interests? What do you see for your future? So getting to know that about yourself, which is what I'll focus on during this podcast, is so crucial because you are a complete individual. You live within the reality of your own mind. And why I say that and remind people of that so often is because you have the power to create that environment within your mind that you live within every day and every night. So if you are having negative thoughts about yourself, if you're being self-judgmental or not having self-compassion, you have the ability to change that within your own mind and live in this healthier and happier environment internally. Some things that you might want to check in with as we begin this discussion of your unconscious habits is 
Which unconscious habits do you notice within your thoughts and reaction? And this may not be an on-the-spot answer that you have ready, but it's something that you could journal about or reflect on or spend time really exploring in whatever capacity works for you so that you can have that awareness and understand not only what's happening in your mind, but be aware of when it comes up. Also think about how do you typically react when one of these thought habits kicks in? It can be a variety of different ways and is really very personal, but it's important to know what happens for you. And again, maybe it's something that takes some reflection. I'll tell you for me, what often happens is a self-protective capacity. And that happens for most people. So what that looks like for each individual will differ. For me, I need to take time to process what's happening around me, what is happening in my own mind, and remind myself to go and do what it is that I need. Because I will tell you all the roles that I fulfill in my life and love doing them. I wouldn't have it any other way. But it doesn't leave much room for that time spent with myself. And over the past year, I have made it a priority to spend that quiet, reflective time just with myself. I'm not reading. I'm not listening to anything. I'm just in quiet reflection, just thinking. And that has... Another question to ask yourself is, how do others react to you when your typical reaction to one of these thought habits kicks in? What do you notice about the people around you? How are they behaving? Might be about themselves, might not be about you, but if they seem like they're reacting to you, or asking you a question or discussing this with you, then you know that they are noticing that you're having a reaction to something in your thought process that's under the surface. One of the things I go through in my course, Strengthening Your Mindset, is I have individuals pick one unconscious habit that they can identify and list three alternative ways to reframe those thoughts. And then using that same habit, how could you improve your reaction to communicate better and feel less distress? Because that's ultimately where we want to get to, right? Is a place where you know yourself better, where you can identify What comforts you? What is the thing that makes you feel like, or things that make you feel like you can put yourself in a better place and comfort you almost as if you would want someone else to comfort you? We can't always rely externally for that. 
that sometimes has to come internally. And that is also one of the sections of my strengthening your mindset course is being able to do that. So some some common unconscious habits. Let's go through some of them. One that I see extremely often is people devaluing themselves. Does that happen to you? Why do you do that? When you think about it rationally, do you have value? Do other people think that you have value? Would it be healthier for you and also the people around you to know that value all the time and to exude it? Of course. So that may be present based on something from earlier in your life or something that happened recently that got it stuck in your mind and it's difficult to get rid of. Rationalization is a a key strategy here with this one, devaluing yourself. So I can think of an example of someone who maybe will do something right or partially right, or even if they make a mistake or have a failure, let's say. And the running internal dialogue is, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I will never be able to do this. That is very damaging to you and is not something that you should engage in. Other people blame. So an unconscious habit that might come up for someone is when they feel like they've made a mistake or hurt someone else's feelings or harmed someone else. Their first instinct is to blame someone else, maybe even that person, for what happened. And where does that lead you? It leads to a lot of trouble in relationships. It leads to you still feeling really bad and maybe even hateful about yourself internally and the other person feeling awful. And maybe you feel awful about making them feel bad. And maybe you don't. It's probably more likely that you do. But blaming is something that our mind may do to absolve us of some of that pressure of what happened or what we did, the mistake, the failure, whatever you want to call it. But it's still there. Until you acknowledge it, until you make a plan for how to do it differently next time, and then really practice that and make a commitment to do things differently, you're not going to make that change probably. And I've even seen it happen for individuals for small things, like making a mistake while cooking or making a mistake on an art project in school. Or it can be something bigger, like I, you know, I said something extremely hurtful to someone else that made them feel bad. Or I made a mistake at work and it cost the company money or changed how they were viewed by the public. 
So as you see, it can range anywhere from something smaller to something pretty bigger, pretty much, pretty much large, pretty larger. And, um, that's because it's a pattern. So it'll come up with anything. It doesn't have to be something big. It can happen with something small and causes damage to you. That one also causes damage to others. Really all of these unconscious habits, when you think about it, cause damage to other people because you are not your healthiest self and that doesn't allow you to be healthy in the other areas of your life. And when I work with parents, I always tell them, your children do not need or want a perfect parent. They want a happy parent. So if you can find your own happiness and peace, that will just flow out of you to everyone around you, whether it's a personal relationship or a professional one or someone that you're passing by on the street or engaging with when you're out running an errand and you're spreading that happiness and peace, which is such a wonderful thing to put out into the world. Another habit that people often engage in with, without maybe even realizing is catastrophizing. So thinking that something awful may happen, even if that is a possibility that it happens, we are making a large assumption when we do that and you're putting energy and focus into something that you can't control and that is an assumption may not happen. So again, one to really check out. Feeling abandoned. This is a big one that comes up often in therapy, is very prevalent in our society. It doesn't happen for everyone, but it happens for a lot of people. And the trigger for that or what starts that unconscious habit can be something like one of your parents leaving when you're a child or losing someone that passes away that leaves you feeling abandoned in the world. It can be something like a breakup, which many people go through many, many times in their life. Um, feeling abandoned when you invite a friend out to coffee and they decline the invitation or can't attend for some reason or ask you to reschedule. For some people, this brings up intense feelings of being abandoned and that causes reactions. And some people do not realize that that is an issue for them. So it's important to put that one out there just so uh, you, know, you can be aware that that's one of the typical ones that comes up. You can or don't have to evaluate if that's something for you. You may know that it's not. Comparison is a huge one in our world right now, especially, I mean, mostly because of social media. It existed before that, but it was heightened by being able to look at this feed of everyone's best moments in their life and thinking that that's what their life is like. 
And wow, my life is like this. And their life is this wonderful cavalcade of vacations and smiling kids and playing outside and awards. And again, that is their best moments of their life, their happiest days. That is not an accurate portrayal of their life. We all have struggles. We all have wonderful, happy days, I hope. And comparing yourself to what you see from others is very unhealthy because it's not reality, number one. And number two, it will always leave you feeling not good enough because there are some people you may not feel like you can ever measure up to. You may never be as good of a mom as that woman, or you may never be as successful of an executive as that person that you know at work or that you know from a professional contact. So pay attention to this one. Check out if it's if it's there. And if it is, that should be a key focus for you and, and your internal work. Searching for control. I have a lot of thoughts on this one. But what we know from anxiety is that the root of all anxiety, it comes from fear of death. So why are we searching for control in the world? Because this ultimate thing that impacts us and everyone around us, the fact that we are mortal and our lives will eventually end, we try to control and there is no way to control that. There are things we can do like keep our bodies healthy, keep our minds healthy, go to our checkups with our doctor, follow up on health concerns, all of that stuff. But you cannot control whether or not your life ends and it will. So we search for control in other areas. We may try to control other people. We may try to control situations or scenarios. We might try to control things with our kids and what they become and what they're involved in. And that's that's a touchy point with me too because our kids are their own people. And though we guide them and teach them things and teach them to be good human beings and feel good about themselves, they are their very own individual. So they don't have to be a carbon copy of you. They don't have to fulfill the goals and dreams that you did not. You still can. But they are free to make their own choices about their life. Um, so that's... I went off on a tangent a little bit there about my opinion, but looking for areas where you may try to control things, again, is a waste of energy, time, how you feel, you know, your emotions are at risk there. So I would take a look at whether or not there are things you are trying to control as well. Internalizing. This is something I get asked about a lot in the therapy office. So with internalizing, we are taking things that other people are saying or doing, or maybe even faces that they're making or how they appear, 
and assuming that it's about us and usually assuming that it's something negative about us. So one of the early statistics that I learned in psychology was I think it's like 95% of the time people are thinking about themselves. So to internalize things that other people do, even things they say to you may be about themselves. So it's really important to hone that skill of not internalizing things if you determine that they may or may they may not apply they apply to you or be about you or they may not be reflective of you someone might think something about you that you know in your core isn't true now i'm not talking about not being able to take constructive criticism that's very important but i am talking about taking other people's issues thoughts feelings, behavior even, and always assuming or the majority of the time assuming that that is about you and taking responsibility for that. You've done two key things there. You've taken any accountability off of them, especially if it was negative behavior, and you've harmed yourself and you're probably creating a narrative that's going to continue until you deal with it or tell yourself, this is probably not about me. I am going to let this go and move forward with my day. So that's a little bit of a delving into finding what is under your surface. And there are going to be many topics that we talk about on this podcast. I am really excited and hopeful for some awesome guests to come on and give you their perspective and relate some of these these obstacles and these challenges and the work that we do on ourselves to themselves so that you can get a broad perspective on other individuals and how they handle things like this and how they strengthen their own mindset and their own peace and joy and find what fulfills them in life and go down that path. I hope that you have a peaceful day.